Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. I am. I'll tell you right now, the last thing I was expecting when we came on here today was a Courtney and Travis pregnancy announcement. How excited are you? Unbelievably so. Like, not only am I so happy for them because we know how badly they wanted this, but also the way in which they announced it to me was just so fun. Not only as a lover of pop culture, but also as a lover of the Kardashians. I'll say it. It was iconic. It was. I mean, for anyone who missed it, she went to the Blink-182 show in LA, held up a sign that said, Travis, I'm pregnant, which is, of course, paying homage to the 1999 All the Small Things music video, where in the video, there's a girl holding up a sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant. And I just, to me, there's so many different ways to announce a pregnancy. I mean, there is no reason that she couldn't have, if she wanted to, gone on Instagram and posted a very sentimental caption, and that's how she let the world know. But the fact that she chose to go this route, to me, I love that. I am nothing but entirely supportive of that. I thought it was unbelievably well done, and I actually have to say, I was so confused by any sort of negative reaction to this, because I felt like when I saw this, like the moment I saw the sign, the moment that I understood the reference that was being made, I was like, people are going to eat this up. Like people will love this. And instead, I mean, yes, a lot of people did, but there was definitely a fair amount of people responding to it, feeling like it was a publicity stunt, not really understanding the reference, thinking that she was trying to get away with convincing us that that's how she was telling Travis. I don't know. The reaction to it was very confusing to me for something that I thought should have like across the board, been nothing but amazing and exciting. Well, just to clarify, which I I know this may seem like the most unbelievably obvious clarification, but there were people that were legitimately confused about this. There was no world in which this was her announcing it to him, just to make that abundantly clear. This was them both announcing it to the world. Weren't you so confused by, first of all, the amount of people that thought that in the first place? (laughs) considering their relationship. Like I saw a tweet that said, like, I cannot understand people thinking that this is how Courtney decided to tell Travis for the first time that she was pregnant. Have you ever seen those two together? He probably knew she was pregnant before she did. So that was the thing, number one. (laughs) Thing number two was I was so confused by anybody who was then offended by the thought that she was trying to like pull one over on us. I don't know. I, I, I was so confused by the reaction. It's just one of those times where it's like, you're so excited about it and you just want everyone to kind of lean in. You know, it's like, there are times where to me, I feel a critical lens can be beneficial. Obviously we were not shy in terms of our season three, episode four recap last week in terms of really disagreeing with Courtney on that whole thing. But like, she's going to choose to announce her pregnancy, the pregnancy she has been wanting for so long in this way with a reference to the All the Small Things music video at the Blink concert. Like to me, there's just nothing bad to say about that. Yeah, it was so weird to me to attach any sort of negativity behind this. By the way, Courtney has been so open with 
her pregnancy journey and her IVF journey and the toll that it took on her body and the decision to stop doing IVF. I cannot understand a reaction other than like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Well, just to give added context for a second, in the premiere of this season of The Kardashians, Courtney's saying in her confessional, we're officially done with IVF. We would love a baby more than anything, but I just really believe in what God has in store for us. If that's a baby, then I believe that it will happen. Which that episode was filmed somewhere around September. Not to say the confessional was definitely in September, but either way, even in that ballpark, I think it's safe to say that she was not pregnant at the time that was being filmed. So I guess I just feel like they've been so open with us about the IVF journey, about the pregnancy journey, really creating a lot of intimacy with the audience about what they've gone through that I am just so happy for them. Like truly to my core, I am so fucking happy for them. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's definitely one of, if not the most exciting celebrity pregnancy announcements that we've had in a very long time, I feel like. I loved it. I Again, I, I'm on your page of like, I was very confused by any negativity. And that's coming from two people who have no problem, you know, coming down on Courtney when we feel as though we're not vibing with what she's saying. Like, you know, our thoughts on the whole D&G thing, which I know some people agree with, some people disagree with it. That's completely separate. Like you can dislike certain things and then be ridiculously over the moon for them. You know, I was thinking about that a lot in terms of our reaction to Courtney during the DNG thing and our reaction to Courtney with the pregnancy, which are completely two different circumstances. Like you can't compare picking a side in a fight to overwhelming happiness for the person whose side you didn't pick in the fight's pregnancy. Like those two things have nothing to do with each other. But I was really thinking about it. And I feel like in my mind, I really separate Courtney, the version of her that we get in the show versus the version of her that we get living her life with Travis, being on social media, whatever we get from her that's almost like real life. Because I feel like she hates being on the show so much that it's like palpable. But then when you see her doing, I mean, not just announcing her pregnancy, but on the road with Travis, being a mom, giving the glimpses of her life that she wants to give us, I feel like we get a completely different version of her. Well, it's funny because one of the things that we were saying when discussing the last episode is that despite the DNG fight of it all, we have fully bought into the Courtney and Travis fairy tale. Like what they are selling, we are buying. We are exactly their target audience, which is why when she says something like, you know, I feel as though my wedding vibes are being stripped from me. I think part of our position comes from the fact of how can you strip something that is so clearly yours and so clearly existed? And we do believe it was as magical as you portray it to be, which is, I think, where some of our frustration came from what we felt to be like a totally unfair conflation as it applies to Kim's creative director role. All of that to say, and I know this is kind of a hard point to connect, so just follow me here. I'm talking my thought process out loud. This, to me, Courtney holding up a sign, front row, Travis, I'm pregnant, announcing her pregnancy to the world in this way, the Blink-182 show, referencing the All the Small Things music video. Like That is not only Courtney at her best, that is Courtney leaning into what I think she wants the worldview of Courtney and Travis to be, to be. You know what I think it is, is that I think that Courtney sometimes struggles with how to be a celebrity and how to be a public figure that's separate from the way that her family is a celebrity and a public figure and kind of finding and navigating her own space and doing that. And to me, announcing her pregnancy in this sort of public but iconic way was really her paving her own space in doing that. That's not a way that anybody else in the family has ever announced their pregnancy. There's there's never been this moment that they've had where they announced it in front of the world. A lot of the times they do it, it's a social media post. It's an Instagram post. You know, this is the, certainly not the first Kardashian pregnancy announcement that we've seen, but I do think it's the first one kind of of this sort. And so I think that this was so representative of Courtney's ability to kind of pave her own lane in terms of how she views herself as a celebrity. And on top of that, how she views her and Travis and how the world views her and Travis and how she wants the world to view her and Travis as a celebrity couple. Yes, exactly. And to me, this was a moment that really worked for her and for them. Like in my eyes, this was as iconic as she thought that it was going to be. I have a question just going off of that for a second, because a lot of people DM this to us and I can't say that I necessarily disagree. Did you think the family reaction was a little strange? Like it was a little like all quiet on the Western front for a minute there. Okay, I, I need other people's opinions on this because the way people were 
concerned in our DMs was honestly not a concern that I had had at all. I wasn't thinking about it from that lens. And then all of a sudden it was like a massive influx of people being like, wait, do you guys not think it is so weird that no one with the exception of Kim has posted anything? And then slowly, you know, Kim posted stories, Chloe posted stories, Chris posted stories, at least at the time that we're recording this, those were the only like public acknowledgements from the family. I... I don't know. For some reason, I didn't think it was that weird. Like in my eyes, there's no world in which any single member of the family is not over the moon for Courtney and Travis. They know how badly they want this. They know how madly in love they are. Like, I just think that if we're really going to try to not use social media as a barometer for what's real and what's not, and like not nitpick that stuff, this is a prime example to do it. Because whether or not Kylie is sharing Courtney's pregnancy announcement, to me, doesn't make her any less happy. I I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just like genuinely didn't think it, it was as weird as everyone else thought it was. But now I'm second guessing my initial read. I think my read is that I definitely thought it was a little weird, especially compared to the way that we've seen them react in the past. But I'm also at the same time not going to read into it because I can't imagine it meaning anything. But I was cracking up that it was like Kim was first comment and first post right away where I was like, oh, you could tell that like in whatever discussion they had post blowout fight, like they've come to some sort of agreement about like publicly supporting each other. Right. It's like, you didn't post my shirt. I promise you, I'm going to post the pregnancy announcement. We're not continuing this theme. Exactly. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. Like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I do want to talk about what a source said to Us Weekly regarding Scott's reaction, which again, take this with a grain of salt. But a source says, quote, Scott knows this is what Courtney has wanted for a long time, and as bittersweet as it was, he reached out to congratulate her and Travis. Scott has come a long way from where he was when Courtney and Travis first started dating. Most people know it was a tough realization for him to accept, and it took quite a while to get there. Which, again, who knows how accurate that is, although I kind of do think this is how it went down. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I mean, listen, it's it's been a while. I don't think that things with Courtney and Scott are ever again going to be what they were prior to Courtney and Travis, but I do think that they're in a very, very civil place right now. I just don't think they're ever going to be friends in the way that they were. 
No, I mean, it'll never go back to what it once was. And I honestly do believe that Scott is genuinely happy for Courtney because he knows how badly she wants this. I will say, and I don't know if this is an entirely fair point to make because there's you know, no proof of this. It's just like, if you were to ask me honestly what I think, I'm sure while he is very happy for her, there's probably a part of Scott that held on to the intimacy that he knows he had with Courtney for being the only person person to share children with her, you know, and I don't mean that in a romantic way. I just mean like, there's a certain intimacy that comes from being the co-parent with someone to your children and they will always have that. But now with Travis, it's like, they will also have that. And again, I, I do believe Scott is very happy for her, but I have to imagine there's some thoughts around that, you know, something that he's certainly going to have to process because I don't think he thought that was going to be the case. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I really do. It's funny. It's like as viewers and and people who have consumed the Kardashians for so many years, and I don't mean me and you specifically, I mean like in general, all of us who have been, really been on this ride with, with them and, and known the dynamics of their family so intimately in such a funny and like strange way that you'd never get with any other celebrity – my mind goes to, you know, I actually wonder if this is something that could potentially like make Courtney and Scott closer, knowing for Courtney, knowing the relationship that her dad had with Kendall and Kylie and how Kendall and Kylie grew up calling him Uncle Robert and how there was a very close relationship between them and, you know, between Caitlin and Rob. And I wonder if that could ever happen with, you know, Scott and Travis and Scott and the new baby. And it's just so funny, like, to to know someone else's family so well that your mind can even go to that place, which is like, why do I know that? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, listen, I, I hadn't even gone there and I'm not saying never because never say never, but I would not count on that. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't think Courtney and Scott will ever get to a place again where they can be friends, especially not in the way that they were. But I still almost hold out hope for that happening because- I think what we saw in, especially like the years leading up to Courtney and Travis getting together prior to that, when Courtney and Scott were together, once you removed the element of them being in a romantic relationship, what existed between them was a really great friendship. Like the stress of the relationship being gone allowed for something that was really special between them. And that was the point where we were like, oh, I think they're going to get back together because like what is here is real. And what we were picking up on is the fact of what we've always had with, you know, Courtney and, and Scott, even at their worst, is that like they really do have a really nice bond with each other and they are really good friends and they laugh a lot together. And there was there was just always something there, even on just a friendship level. And so even now when they're like so beyond being together and Courtney is so happy with Travis and they've really moved on. I still like long for them to be friends again. Like I still hold out hope that one day they'll just like be able to like get back to that place of just pure friendship. Yeah. I, I, as you're talking, obviously I start going down memory lane and like, yeah, of course there's a part of me that, that wants that. I don't know, Jewel. I think that it's, I think his friendship is going to be with Kim and Chloe and Chris and the rest of them. I really kind of just feel as though that ship has sailed and and not necessarily from Scott's side. Like I think he would be down to try to maintain some sort of a friendship because I actually think he could get to a place and maybe is it a place where he's capable of that and it wouldn't be too heartbreaking. I kind of think Courtney and I don't know if this is accurate. I just feel she doesn't have any, you know, bad feelings towards him. She's not mad at him, but she is very happy to really not have a relationship in any real capacity with him other than the co-parenting one that they will, of course, have to have for forever. To me, I just feel like there's no part of Courtney that's like, you know what? Maybe I'll do a Nobu Malibu with Scott today. Like, I'd love to hear what he has to say. I just don't think she feels the desire to spend more time with him than is necessary. And maybe I'm wrong now, or maybe I'm right now and I will be wrong down the line. I, I just, for some reason, that's like the sense that I get. And I don't, I honestly don't mean that in like a negative way. I just feel that it's kind of the the reality of the situation, but maybe I'm off. No, I think you're a hundred percent correct. I think mine is obviously a little bit of wishful thinking, but you know what I always wonder? I wonder if we'll ever get a scene of Courtney and Scott together in Kardashians. Like not even necessarily them hanging out because I think that's like a crazy thought process, but even like some sort of a co-parenting scene or if there really is just no shot of them even like filming together again. I mean, if 
Courtney's down. Scott's down. Of course. I just don't think Courtney would ever be down. But I, I don't know. I mean, think about it. We're, we're season three. Season six, it feels far more likely. You know what? It is impossible to say where they'll be with each other in, in that many years. Like maybe enough time will have passed. You know, when I really think about it, like if if Scott never sent Eunice that DM about Courtney making out with Travis in the middle of Italy, like we probably could have gotten to some sort of a friendship place, but that really sealed the deal. God, I, I'm telling you right now, you saying that and my bodily reaction to you saying that, that I just became aware of is so representative of how deeply I have suppressed that. Well, because when you like really love somebody, there's always one thing that you have to like block completely out of your mind. Like, and that's how I feel about Scott. I'm like, I love you so deeply. I do. And there's a lot of shit that I've forgiven you for over the years. And the reason that I can forgive you for it is A, because it didn't happen to me. And B, because it was so in the past. That specific event isn't like so in the past. Like that specific event is when Scott was supposed to have been like a, a new version of himself. And so when I think about him doing that, it like, I'm like, I have to put that out of my mind to be able to view you in the way that I view you now. Okay, you know what? Going back to last Tuesday's episode and the concept of harmless mess, that is a prime example of mess that is not harmless. Yeah, but you know what? I have to be honest with you in saying like, it's it's not entirely harmful. No, no. And like, of course, as the consumer, I... Listen, no one here is pretending to be holier than thou. 10 out of 10 times, if I have the option to see that or not see that, I'm choosing to see it. But like, you know how deep that anger must have ran and completely warranted on Courtney's side of like, that's not just like a slight fuck up. If I am Courtney, I am absolutely livid. So yeah, it wasn't the most harmful thing in the entire world, but it was like deeply not chill, like deeply, deeply not chill. It's so funny because as you're saying it and like breaking it up into the category of like harmless or harmful mess or or like just celebrity occurrences like that, the part of me that loves Scott, that's like a little, it's like maybe like a little bit delusional and thinking that like I like have this personal connection to him has to block that out of my head. But the part of me that loves pop culture considers that to be like one of the craziest events ever. Like I will never forget that feeling of seeing that happening and being like, is this fucking real? And so the fact that I block it out so actively means that the part of me that loves Scott is stronger than the part of me that loves pop culture. Yeah, let's sit with that one for a minute. <laughs> That's scary. I have to yeah. I have to maybe switch those things. I'm sorry. I guess, yeah, we have really forgotten about that. You guys like remember you that? it out too, but in that moment, we were like fucking flipping. Like if that was anybody else, if that was any other couple where the ex-boyfriend or the father of the kids had DM'd the other ex-boyfriend about the new boyfriend, any other couple, we would be talking about that from now until forever. Like we would constantly be bringing that back up. We would constantly be noting that as like one of the craziest pop culture events. And we never talk about it unless we have to. No, but I want to tell you right now, it's not consciously not bringing it up. Like it's an actual result of the suppression, but I guess in this moment we're choosing, yeah. Okay, so in this moment we're choosing to actively reverse the suppression. Not that it's something we're going to bring up weekly, but we do need to have it floating around in our minds just as a major pop culture reference. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. (laughs) God, thank God we saw that. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. 
Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Now, I know you didn't think we were going to get through this podcast without talking about J-Lo's post for Ben Affleck. I'm already laughing. Nothing's happened and I'm literally cracking up. I mean, you guys know I lost it. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know I absolutely fucking lost it. The On the J-Lo bit has gone so far for me that... I was like, wow, I cannot believe she did that for us. Like, I this felt so personal. It felt personal for you that she, I mean, it felt personal for both of us that she would have posted that picture of him, but like very personal for you. And it felt personal for me that she would have done something to allow us to have this section on the podcast. Like, if you listen really closely, like you can hear the music that should be playing for the theme song of the On the J-Lo that I decided we needed to have. I mean, as we are having this conversation, I'm just looking at the screenshot of this Instagram on my screen. And the first thing I want to say is, I didn't know he had that V. Neither did I, but J-Lo did. It's a V I'm trying to trace though. Like, okay, so many things to discuss here. First of all, let's backtrack. This is not a photo that she took of him. This is a mirror selfie Ben Affleck took in the bathroom, most likely wearing a towel or nothing at all that he sent to JLo that she then got his permission to post on Instagram. Do you agree with me that that's how this went down? Let, let's break this down even a little less intelligently or, or podcastly. This is a nude that Ben sent JLo that she then posted as her post for him for Father's Day. That is the craziest shit. And I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with their relationship. Right, like you guys realize we're talking about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck here. Let's remove it from this one particular post, right? Obviously, in general, the fact that for Father's Day, JLo was posting a nude from Ben Affleck with the caption, Daddy appreciation post, happy Father's Day, Papa, and happy Father's Day to all the amazing Papas out there. We love you and appreciate you more than you will ever know. Like already I'm losing my mind. Let's take it a step further. We are now getting a glimpse of insight into the way JLo and Ben Affleck sexed. Wait, why isn't she sending more nudes of Ben Affleck on the on the JLo? Give me the first A-list celebrity couple only fans. But that is exactly how I felt, Julie. That's what I'm saying. I was like, wait, why is a guy from Goodwill Hunting on OnlyFans? No, because you know what the other thing is? Like, J-Lo, she posts so much, if not every single thing being sponsored content. It's like SponCon, 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 Ben Affleck nude, SponCon, SponCon. Even her own post for her father on Father's Day was him drinking her drink brand. But Ben gets a nude. (laughs) It felt so, exactly, it felt so uncharacteristically raw. And also like this face that he's making, I cannot believe this is real. No. I can't. I, and you know what? I have to say, we came on here last week and we had a whole discussion about celebrities leaning in more and having more fun and being a little bit messy and doing just things for us. And I have to say, JLo gave us this incredible Instagram post, iconic Instagram post will go down in history as the best Father's Day Instagram post ever. Courtney gave us an incredible pregnancy announcement, an iconic pregnancy announcement. And you know what? You guys did not appreciate it. Everybody's in this comment section complaining about some shit. This is why we can't have nice things. You know, I felt very similarly with the JLo thing to the Courtney thing about I am confused as to how someone could even attempt to make this negative. Like, what is the issue here? You're going to tell me J-Lo is publicly to her 247 million Instagram followers thirsting over a shirtless Ben Affleck and you're going to have an issue with it? Like, Shut your mouth I'm and sorry. say thank you. Yeah, come on. There's nothing to say but that. 
and some other things. This is doing it to me. I, I currently have this picture blown up. <laughs> like, he, I don't know why. It, it, the tattoos are so not my thing, but there's just, I'm just so into him. I don't really understand the root of it. I don't know what it is either because like, there, there's a part of me where like, this is really doing it for me. And then there's a part of me where it's like, this is so comical. Okay, so here's the thing. Like you would never, if this wasn't Ben Affleck, you would, and it's like almost weirder that it is Ben Affleck and it's working, but I was going to say, if this wasn't Ben Affleck, I think you'd be like, this is so weird of a guy to do it, like for somebody to post. Like it's working because it's him, but it's also not working because it's him. Well, I was going to say, this photo has the potential to be highly ick-inducing. And I think for a lot of people, it probably is. For me, it's not. However, yes, if it was somebody else doing this exact same thing, it would be automatic turnoff. However, I will say, I don't care who you are. You could be fucking Michael B. Jordan. And if you're posting this of yourself, I'm not into it. The fact that it's so clearly something he sent her that she's then choosing to post, that takes away a lot of the cringe, for me at least. I agree. And do you think that maybe there was like a shock factor there? Like, I just think like, I, you know, we've seen a shirtless Ben Affleck before. This is not, this is no, nothing new, I feel like. But I didn't, I didn't know that this is what shirtless Ben Affleck looked like. I mean, obviously now there's an eye Julie. <laughs> that be is intense. That be is intense. I am so anticipating people having such a cringeworthy reaction to this. And I'm not shaming you for that. Like, I'm not trying to pretend that everybody should be into this. I'm just telling you, for me, it's doing it. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Because it's him, though. Like, there's no... In, what What am I? Like, some prude that's, like, losing my mind over a shirtless mirror selfie? Come the fuck on. It's going to take a lot more than that. And it has taken a lot more than that to get me going. It's literally just that it's Ben Affleck. There's just something so funny about this. I don't know what yes. it is. Like, I am just obsessed with every... I'm obsessed with J-Lo doing this. The other logistical step that we haven't even considered is like, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Jennifer Lopez herself is not the one clicking post, meaning <laughs> this had to be sent to someone. You realize that? Oh, see, I think this is the one that she did post. No, I still think this is the one that she sent into whoever her social media person is. And that's who I want to talk to. Talk to me about the moment that you realized you were posting Ben Affleck's nude to JLo's 250 million Instagram followers. Please POV for a second. You are JLo's social media intern. You text JLo, hi JLo, wanted to check if you wanted to post for Father's Day. Please send along and I will post with caption. JLo says, picture. You see text come through from JLo. You open that phone, boom, Ben Affleck nude. That is the craziest POV. If if true, craziest POV ever. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that person on the line. I mean, I could, by the way, like I know we're not gonna, I just want you to know if you wanted to, I could talk about this for the next hour. I have 1000 more things to say. None of them, none of them profoundly intelligent. None of them life-changing. I just got a lot of thoughts that are coming through my mind. Do you think this was pre-discussed with Ben Affleck before? Or do you think that she walked into the room and said, can I show you what I just posted for Father's Day, Daddy? Because <laughs> you know she calls him Daddy. Like, that was the big reveal of this, by yeah, the way. I know, I know. A hundred percent Daddy. So I have two sides of my brain, right? Initially, I'm like, 1,000% she was asking his permission because there is just no way that she would post this, what really appears to be like a nude he sent her, on Instagram, knowing the response that it will get without getting his blessing. And I still think at the end of the day, that's maybe the logic I'm subscribing to. However, there is certainly a part of me based on the nature of their relationship where she just did it and she didn't ask for permission. She kind of just asked for forgiveness and also like made it forcefully playful with him in the sense of like, You'll you'll be fine with this. And he eventually was fine with it. But no, I, I I definitely think it was the former. Everything about this is so good. This is my dream. Like last week when we we're talking about how no one's doing anything, JLo heard that call and was like, boom, Ben Affleck nude. JLo gets us on a really spiritual level, I feel like. I've fucking been saying that, Julie. I'm the one that like created music for this section. So like I obviously know. On the JLo <laughs> is so important to me. You're not even signed up. Who do you think gets the emails? Obviously, I'm not signed up, Em. I, half, the, half the bit would be ruined if I saw them myself. God, don't be weird. 
Anyway, for let me say on behalf of all of us, happy Father's Day, Ben Affleck. I hope we get full dick on his birthday. (laughs) People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Okay, another thing that we wanted to discuss, which there are no major updates here, but if you have been following this Croy and Kim Bierman stuff in the way that we have, I know you'll be interested in this. If not, just bear with me. But guys, we are in so deep and like still needing more answers. So the reason we wanted to discuss this is because, as we know, Croy and Kim are in the midst of a very nasty divorce battle. And I was curious if Brielle or Ariana was going to post about him for Father's Day, which they both did. They both posted stories. Ariana specifically posted a photo of her, Brielle, and him and made the caption, Happy Father's Day, I love you, at Croy Bierman. This comes amid reports that like things are the worst they've been. This is from TMZ. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman, quote, hate each other in midst of nasty divorce. Sources with direct knowledge tell us the estranged couple has stopped all direct communication, only having a back and forth using their lawyers. The two still live under the same roof, but in separate wings of the house, while still sharing their four young kids between the two of them. Our sources say there's absolutely zero chance the pair will ever get along again. Things are just that bad. When speaking of their relationship, our source says, quote, they hate each other. It's very contentious. We're told the whole thing has been messy for the family and will continue at least until the divorce is finalized and Kim and Corey can legally go their separate ways. Holy shit. Were you, I wasn't, but I was curious if you were, were you surprised at all that they posted for him? No, right? I go back and forth on this because everything that I have known about their relationship with him, no, of course I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, truly this was the only father figure they had ever had in their lives and they adored this man. I mean, him taking them in in the way that he did, I think is one of the things in their entire life that has provided them with the most safety. Specifically, if you've been watching Kim from the OG Atlanta days, like this type of male figure in their life was not something they ever had growing up. And I think, you know, they have nothing but gratitude and love towards him. 
All of that being said, the only reason I wasn't necessarily expecting it is because above any of that, I would say, if I'm choosing, the thing that has always stuck out to me the most with Ariana and Brielle is like their fierce loyalty to Kim and how protective they are over her. And I know obviously children should never be put in the position of like choosing between the parents. It's just with this particular situation, given the uniqueness of the dynamic, all we've heard is how nasty it's been. So in my mind, I did consider a reality where like they were fully taking their mom's side. And in the process, they were really at least cutting any like public acknowledgement of Croy out of the picture. So I'm happy, like, don't get me wrong. I'm so happy to see this, but it could have definitely gone one of both ways. And I don't think anyone would be surprised if they didn't post about him in the midst of all this going on. Right, that makes sense. Like you have to realize in the very early days when Kim was, you know, seeing this man that she called Big Papa, who was this married multimillionaire that she was kind of seeing on the side and he was paying the bills and she was very open with her kids about this and they were living in a townhouse and they, while they were her children, in a lot of ways, they were more so raised like her friends. And so they developed this dynamic very early on that existed into their more adult years where like, it wasn't necessarily as much of like a mother-child dynamic as it was a friend dynamic. And so I could have seen a world where they took on her side in the way that you would like take on a friend's side. Right. It's so interesting. I wasn't surprised to see them pose like at all. Like I kind of, uh, my understanding of their relationship has always been that. And so I was just curious, but I I, I hear what you're saying. Totally. It's, it's such an interesting dynamic. It's also so interesting to go from, hearing a divorce announced and being so overwhelmingly shocked by it to then a couple of weeks later it being this messy. And like from thinking a couple is like literally in their own way, like couple goals, like, you know, we were saying like the, the ice and cocoa comparison to like now, like the reports are that they literally hate each other and cannot stand to even talk to the point where the lawyers are the ones communicating is such a crazy jump. However, I guess it had to kind of be to that extent for them to have gotten divorced. You know what I mean? Like a couple like Croy and, and and Kim don't just like fall out of love. Like it had to have been messy for it to even get to that point of divorce. Yes. No, I mean, a thousand percent. Listen, I'm still shocked. Isabel and I text each other at least twice a week being like, wait, can you believe Croy and Kim? Like it, it, it still all feels very strange to me. I will say the one thing we did learn from this TMC source, again, can't 100% verify the accuracy is that they're still living under the same roof. And I guess for some reason in my mind, they weren't. So that definitely adds a complicated layer. Yeah, I mean, that is that is quite the dynamic. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's a big house, like it is a big house, but it's not a big enough house that you're never seeing the other person. No, I mean, by the way though, like- You know? As long as you're in the, first of all, like, I can't even imagine living in the same house as somebody that you are getting divorced from and then being able to successfully avoid each other. Cause like we can't even successfully avoid people in Manhattan. I once made you run fucking across the street because I saw somebody that I didn't want to see on the corner, <laughs> let alone like the kitchen. I've never run like that in my life, just so you know. And that's how you know, <laughs> that's how you know your friendship is real. Like, you have me sprinting down fucking Fifth Avenue at the mere sighting. Which was such a dramatic, like, sprint, considering we were, like, texting two days later. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can I tell you, though, one thing about this? The reason that I'm always so shocked to hear when, you know, couples who were hearing it's so nasty, it's so terrible. I'm not talking your average couple. Like, a famous couple that at least at first glance, appeared to have a lot of money. As we know, they definitely have had some financial troubles, but like they're still living under the same roof, even in the middle of the divorce. My response to that is like, one of my biggest fears about marriage, it's, it's, it's simultaneously something I'm so excited for and something I'm afraid of. It's like, there's just someone always fucking there. You know, like even if you love this person so much, it's like, now you gotta be in my house. Like, give me my space. I, I, I It's definitely something that I think about that like, I could imagine doing that with the person that you're actively divorcing. I can't even imagine doing that with my husband. I, I know. It, it deeply terrifies me. I, you're like giving me anxiety thinking about it. I know. Both sides of it. Yeah. You're just always here. Like, what do you, <laughs> what? I mean, and that's the thing with, with the Sandoval and Ariana thing that I could never get over. Like you are literally in the midst of the craziest 
cheating scandal, most public, uh, disgusting thing that we've ever seen. And this is all occurring while you're living under the same roof. Yeah, that's up there with some of the craziest shit that, that we've seen in terms of him walking into the house while all of her friends are sitting around her comforting her and him actually being pissed that she's having people over. Like, that's that's still something I'm recovering from. I love the opportunities when we get to talk about Scandamall a little bit because, I mean, I've obviously spoken about it with you so much, but it's so rare that I'm this invested in a pop culture story, but like, I don't get to talk about it on the podcast. Like, I, I've never like gotten the opportunity to do that. So anytime like I get a little chance like, to like sneak it in. I'm so happy to like have that little release. Let me tell you something right now, Julie. You want to sneak it in? I'm down to sneak it in. Like, do you think that you'll ever get like fully sick of talking about it? Like, do you ever think there'll be a day that comes where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like so done with hearing about it? I actually do. Shockingly, like Kim and Pete, never. Scandal, yeah, because I just think the people involved lack such depth to them to the point where like you you do hit a certain roadblock of being able to analyze, you know? At a certain point, you like everything kind of runs its course. But I guess the question is like, you can see there's a difference in people. Like obviously at the start, everybody was all in, you know? And then since this is the type of event that has really been stretched out and progressed, you see there are people that have not lost it at all. Like they've been equally as excited, equally as in on it, equally as ready to analyze throughout every single step of the way. And then you see people, other people like kind of slowly start to wean off. I guess the question is like, as now that we've like reached the end of of Vanderpump in terms of watching it, I guess the question is, are there people that are still equally as excited for stuff that will eventually still come out? Like, for example, like Raquel will probably give an interview one of these days when she comes out. I can't imagine her not doing that. I guess the question is like, do you see yourself being as excited to hear about that? Or by the time that comes out, it's like, okay, we're already on to the next thing. No, I'm, I'm right. I'm right there. I'm right That's back there. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, okay. It's honestly an amazing clarification because I initially thought you were asking if all the information we had is what we have so far, will my interest level ever run out? Which the answer to that is probably yes. But <laughs> I was about to say if Raquel is going to sit down with Anderson Cooper for a one-on-one, but I realized more likely if Raquel is going to sit down with Alex Cooper for a one-on-one, not only am I tuning in and hanging on to every word, I'm going to come on this podcast and debrief the fuck out of that. So to answer your question, it's a resounding yes. Okay, that's what I figured. Because there are a decent number of people that I think are like, no, I'm like, like obviously I'll watch, but I can't see myself like still caring this much. But I think that when that happens, like we'll be tuned the fuck in. I mean, listen, if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that we're going to be talking about it. Duh. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to mention? I think that's it. I mean, listen, are we going to do a whole Kardashian recap about Kylie maybe having a hickey in that one picture? No. Is it something that I'm interested in maybe zooming in a little bit more and discussing? Yes. Let's say hypothetically, this potential hickey is a result of Timothy. Does that count as a soft launch? Um, n- no. But like maybe? There's something about Kylie Jenner having a hickey specifically from Timothy Chalamet that's like, that's like doing a lot for me. And I don't mean like doing a lot for me in the way that the the Ben Affleck picture is, or maybe it actually like is exactly like that. It's like, what is, what is going on here? I think something that I'm, I'm lacking and I want your answer to this, but I'm also really curious about a general temperature check from you guys is like, Where's everyone at on hickeys? Like, what's everyone's feelings on them? <laughs> I don't know if where I'm at is where everyone else is at. So I feel like I need to hear some takes before I give mine. Can you give yours? <laughs> and I'll feel comfortable to tell you mine. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a totally fair question. No, it's a totally fair question. It's like, there are two different types of hickeys. Like, and it's like both like, not like in the, not like the, the look of it. Like in the look of it, it's all the same hickey. But there's two different types of hickeys in the sense of like, one makes you feel like you're in high school and you're like, oh my God, a hickey? Like, I have to break this up with a hairbrush right now. And then sometimes you're like, a hickey? Like, that's kind of like hot. <laughs> it's a little like, you know. So I think the two for me kind of merge. And I think I I find it hot because it makes me feel young again, <laughs> honestly. So like, I don't, I mean, you know, assuming the receiving party is down for it, like. I'm all for it. And I just can't imagine, you know, Timothy marking Kylie without her being down for it. 
there's something so funny about like the image of of Stas like pulling a hairbrush out of the the freezer and being like, no, we have to break this up. Like we can't. Like right. that is like, oh my god. I'm like that is that is youth. Like and but like but like also it's Kylie Jenner. So it's like not like it's Kylie Jenner holding her kid because she's not like a teenager anymore. But like the idea of it is so funny to me. And I know that it was her and Stas, like, or her and Ariel trying to like figure that out. And then like, it's, she still posted it. I don't know. I don't even know if it's really a hickey. Yeah. This whole time it's a fucking curling iron burn. Like, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. We've all had a curling iron burn. (laughs) I remember my first curling iron burn. I was like, you don't have a curling iron. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I guess maybe your view of this is dependent on your view of hickeys, which I'm, I'm a fan, a huge fan. Bring back the hickey. Okay, can I tell you something honestly? And this may be very existent, and of course, we would just never be privy to this information. I think in your adult phase of life, because yes, for most people, I would say your introduction to the hickey is like in high school. You know, you're doing damage control not only with the frozen spoon, but also with like a shitload of concealer in your car on the way to high school. The concealer always made it look more obvious too. It's like, why is this like random like lighter patch now on your skin? No, it was never the same color. And that was always the beauty of it. What I was going to say is like, to me, the evolution of the hickey is going from that to going from it actually being given in a place that's only visible to you. And so like no one in public knows it, but you know, like that's kind of my ideal. The hickey has an evolution because it there's has an, an evolution, yes. Because there's an in-between phase of that too, which is like you wake up like the next morning and you were like really drunk the night before and you're like, fuck. I didn't like I didn't want that to happen. You know, like there's the hickey when you're like in high school and you're like you're embarrassed by it, you're trying to cover it up, but like you're so fucking excited by it. You're like, I you're like praying no one notices, but then you're like also sitting there like, is anybody gonna notice my hickey today? Then there's like the waking up the next morning, you were drunk the night before, and you're like, fuck. Like, fuck, what is this doing here? And then there's like the evolution of like being a little bit older and and what you're saying about it being like a more concealed just for you type of thing. Exactly. And once you arrive at the beauty of it being a just for you kind of thing, it's like, if you know, you know, and there's only two people that know, that's the sweet spot. And then you pull a Kylie and Timothy and you kind of just slip back into old patterns. And that's also fun. (laughs) The circle of life, baby. It really is. What a fucking wild episode, huh? It always is. Okay, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. And uh, thanks for being here with us when J-Lo posts Ben Affleck's nudes. We love you guys. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Freedom Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.